Welcome to Hogue MD, a new medical podcast by physicians for physicians. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Hogue MD podcast. We'll dive deep into the backgrounds of the talented physicians being recruited to Orange County and the groundbreaking clinical work being done at the highest ranked hospital in Orange County. Our guest today is Dr. David Ahn, who specializes in endocrinology and serves as the program director for the Mary and Dick Allen Diabetes Center at Hogue. He also holds the Dr. Chris V. Iyer Endowed Chair in Diabetes Care. Dr. Ahn leads a nationally recognized team of endocrinologists, certified diabetes care and education specialists, registered dietitians, registered nurses, nurse research coordinators, and health and wellness coaches who provide a comprehensive clinical and educational program for adults, teens, and children. Prior to joining Hogue, Dr. Ahn was an assistant clinical professor at UCLA, and he received his medical degree and completed a fellowship in endocrinology at UC San Diego. Dr. Ron has a special interest in all things diabetes technology, ranging from smartphone apps to continuous glucose monitors and automated insulin delivery systems. Now, while he realizes technology is not for everyone, it does offer many potential benefits that can improve glucose control and quality of life in people with diabetes. Dr. Ron, with that introduction, welcome to the Hogue MD Podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, let's talk a little bit about what practical tips physicians can offer their patients to optimize their diabetes care plan. And I guess the first question we have here is, what are some of the new features of the recently approved, is it Freestyle Libre 3 and Dexcom G7 CGMs? Nice. Yeah. So these are hot off the presses, really. The Dexcom G7 was actually approved in December of 2022. And at the time of this recording, it's not yet shipping to patients, but it should probably be shipping in the next few weeks. So by the time you hear this, it should probably be on the market. And both this and the Libre 3, which was approved in mid-2022, are really significant advances in continuous glucose monitoring because they're both quite a bit smaller than their predecessors. So they're about half the size. The Freestyle Libre 3 is actually about the size of two pennies stacked on top of each other. And they're a really exciting piece of technology because they're um, more accurate than their predecessors and they have better streaming capabilities to the smartphone. So for example, the Libre that most people probably see around town, uh, patients have to, the Libre 2 and before, you had to actually scan the sensor with a smartphone or reader. However, now with the Libre 3, it actually streams the data continuously to your smartphone, which is a major upgrade over the Libre 2. The Dexcom G7 series has always had that continuous streaming capability, but now it's much smaller um, and much easier to insert. So I think both pieces of technology are really um, significant upgrades in the continuous glucose monitoring space. And then the follow-up question would be, does insurance cover this? Yes, that's a really important question. It's obviously the bane of our existence mm. as physicians. So generally, the coverage, um, I expect it to be quite similar for the predecessors uh, and their new um, products on the market. So for example, you know, if an insurance company covered the Libre 2, generally speaking, it will cover the Libre 3. And same thing with the G6 and the G7. One very, very important caveat, though, is uh, Medicare. So with Medicare, the Libre 3, and I guess continuous glucose monitoring in general, mm -hmm. goes through something called hardware benefit. So they don't consider these as prescription medications. They consider this as hardware. So to get a CGM covered through Medicare, you actually have to get it through a hardware distributor. The Libre 2 and the Dexcom G6, the older systems, were both available as hardware from hardware distributors. But the Libre 3, for now, it does not have a reader a physical reader. You have to use your smartphone. So as a result, you cannot get the Libre 3 
through Medicare. Okay. So the G7 should be available through Medicare shortly after it comes out. But the for Libre users, they'll have to stick with the Libre 2 through Medicare um, in, until the physical reader comes out for, for the Libre 3. And that might not come out for another six months to a year. Got it. And let's talk about some recent headlines physicians may be seeing regarding the price of insulin being cheaper in 2023. Uh, can you provide some insight on that? Yeah. So... Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, it's very confusing when you see all these headlines coming through Mm. because, you know, I actually thought that, you know, daylight savings time was going away, right? I could have sworn (laughs) I saw like, uh, you know, newspaper articles about how it happened. But, you know, I don't know how the government works. It has to pass through and get approved by like five layers of government. So um, but but the good news is that there has been a significant change in insulin pricing. And that's that. But unfortunately, once again, I guess Medicare is playing a real big role in this conversation so far because... Uh, it really only applies to Medicare patients. So for Medicare beneficiaries, the price of insulin is $35 a month, uh, which is a huge price reduction because, as you've probably heard, insulin can be hundreds of dollars a month typically. And the other major advantage is that it does not count towards the donut hole or coverage gap. Uh, or coverage gap. So, for example, historically, um, the price of insulin would go up over the course of the year for people with Medicare because they would be going further into the coverage gap or what used to be called the donut hole. But now insulin is it's in its own complete bucket and it's going to be $35 a month for people with Medicare every month for the entire year, no matter what. And that's a huge price reduction for many people with Medicare. And in the meantime, we'll stay on top of what's going on with daylight saving time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep our fingers crossed. So let's talk about how you're prescribing GLP-1s like Ozempic, uh, Monjaro for diabetes and weight management. Yeah, so uh, I was joking around with someone uh, right before we started recording that I can't seem to avoid this conversation. GLP-1s are really the talk of the town these days, and it's kind of transforming medicine as a whole. So yeah, so we've, you know, as an endocrinologist and someone who manages a lot of diabetes, we're quite familiar with these medications. Uh, The main ones that you're familiar with probably is Ozempic, Trulicity. There's a new one that just came out this year called uh, Manjaro. And um, these are very effective at lowering blood sugar, so they're great diabetes medications. But the reason why they're getting a lot of extra press is that they're also very effective at helping people lose weight. Mm. And, you know, some celebrities are rumored to be taking these medications and have had, you know, dramatic results. So definitely word is getting out. There are things like social media that are definitely trumpeting these stories all throughout town. And for better or worse, as all physicians can attest to, uh, our patients are, you know, learning a lot about medicine through social media channels. So it's definitely coming up a lot in my conversations with patients. So speaking about weight, weight management, and you and yeah. I could have a discussion, an entire discussion <laughs> on diet. Um, of course. But for physicians listening, maybe what are some great resources for dietary counseling that they can provide to their patients? Yeah, so this is a, a really useful question. And it's difficult, right? Uh, Diet is so hard, as you alluded to. And I think everybody has their preferences, their personal preferences, right? Some people lean towards a Mediterranean diet. Some people lean towards a low-carb diet. Some people really love uh, whole food plant-based. And my practice is that I generally try to lean into what people favor, right? Because my, my thought process is the best diet is one that you stick to right? And so if you're already leaning towards a whole food plant-based diet, then why not find whole food plant-based resources that will get you to the targets that you want to achieve? Similarly, if you're leaning towards low carb and you're kind of intrigued by the keto carnivore aspect of things, then why not lean into that to get your desired results? And I think you can be successful with a lot of these different types of diets. So I have a couple resources I refer to that kind of lean towards different worlds. So in the, in the whole food plant-based um, 
category, there's a website called masteringdiabetes.org. They have a lot of good resources for people to trying to um, approach things from a whole food plant-based perspective. For people that lean towards low carb and intermittent fasting, those two often go together. There's a website called Diet Doctor, doctor spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R.com. And that has a lot of good recipes for low carb and keto uh, dieting. For kind of a more traditional overall resource on um, dietary, you know, dietitian, uh, dietary approaches in general, um, there's a fellow endocrinologist I know who built a website called thediabetesprescription.com. It's not very beautiful because doctors are not necessarily the greatest uh, web designers, but it has a lot of really good objective information on um, approaches to weight loss and blood sugar management through diet. Well, appreciate you sharing those resources. Let's talk about when a physician should refer a patient with diabetes to an endocrinologist or a diabetes education program. Yeah, that's a really good question. I'll tackle those individually. So when you talk about referring to an endocrinologist or a diabetes specialist, I really say it's where your comfort zone ends. So I have primary care providers who are extremely knowledgeable and comfortable managing diabetes. So they'll adjust insulin doses. They'll, you know, even look at continuous glucose monitors and insulin pumps. And so as long as you're comfortable doing that and that's something you enjoy, by all means, you're welcome to handle as much of it as you can. Um, But really, I also have patients or uh, referring providers who will send patients who need any type of injection therapy or who need a continuous glucose monitor or who need insulin. So wherever your comfort zone ends or your bandwidth ends, and I think that's a very appropriate time to refer a patient to see a diabetes uh, specialist or endocrinologist. Now, the second part of your question was referring to diabetes education centers like ours, and I think those are criminally underutilized. For whatever reason, whether it's on the physician side or the patient side, I think there's often an underappreciation for what diabetes educators and dietitians can provide. Um, So really, I think there are so many different unique opportunities to help refer patients for diabetes education. So obviously, when you're first diagnosed, I think that's a really prime teaching moment because people, you know, it's jarring to their their lives and their family's lives. So it's a great time to learn. Anytime they kind of reestablish care. So a lot of times people will have, you know, they'll, they'll have been diagnosed for with diabetes for a while and they'll kind of ignore it, right? And for five years, they kind of act as if they don't have it and then re-engage with healthcare. I think that's a great time to refer them again to diabetes education. Or if there's a moment where they're blood sugar control has dramatically worsened. Like say they come back and all of a sudden their hemoglobin A1C is 10 or 9 or 11. That's also a great time to refer for diabetes education. So I really don't think there's a bad time to refer for, refer to diabetes education, but those are some trigger points where you might, as a clinician, kind of step back and be like, hey, have you seen a dietitian or have you seen a diabetes educator? And so, yeah, we have these services available and I would strongly encourage uh, any referring provider to uh, send their patients over. We'd gladly help them. So let's talk about that. You know, physicians listening right now, what's the best way to get a hold of you, ask you questions, uh, or just be a part of what some of the things you were talking about? Yeah, I think the best place to start would probably be to call our um, office, which is the general line is 949-764-8065. And we can, you know, you can ask questions about the different services we provide. Uh, like I mentioned, we have dietitians, we have certified diabetes care and education specialists who used to be called diabetes educators. We have a lot of community programs. We have um, support groups that are free to the community. We have cooking classes that are live streamed that are free and available on YouTube. And we also have, you know, physicians and dietitian services and things like that. So there's plenty of options uh, at the Diabetes Center. We have two locations, Irvine, Newport Beach, 
We do video visits as well if you're not super close or unwilling to drive. So yeah, we really want to be a resource for you and your patients. Feel free to reach out to us directly or refer your patients to us. We'll gladly see them. You've been listening to Dr. David Ahn. He is the program director of the Mary and Dick Allen Diabetes Center in Newport Beach. He also holds the Dr. Chris V. Iyer Endowed Chair in Diabetes Care. We do want to mention Hogue is ranked number 33 nationally in diabetes and endocrinology by U.S. News and World Report and is dedicated to making a positive difference in the lives of people with diabetes through its clinical and educational services. Dr. Ahn, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. My pleasure. And we thank you for listening. That'll do it for this episode of the Hogue MD podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Hogue MD. If you haven't already, please remember to like, comment, and review, and subscribe to catch all our future episodes.